This episode of the Go Heads podcast is brought to you by SOS Culture. All products, including graphic tees, hoodies, and flags, are now 20% off. Click the link at the top of the description or head over to SOSCultureCo.com. That's SOSCultureCo.com. Follow their socials at SOSCultureCo to stay up to date with their latest drops and designs. Use promo code GHP at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's code GHP. Now to the Go Heads podcast. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode number 22 of the Goat Heads podcast. If our podcast was a saber, he would be Jack Quinn. And if it was a Taylor Swift song, it would be uh, uh, the 22 one. <laughs> How's it going? It's going. You know, I didn't get to watch most of the game today, but might have been a blessing in disguise. Uh, really? Really? I got to watch every second of this game. It was not a, a fun watch. Right when I turned it on, um, who scored? Alex Tuck. Yeah, he had a muffin at the net. But, yeah, that's when I started watching, right when he scored. So, I don't know how we really looked through two and a half periods, but I'd assume not great from what I've seen. But, you know. Um, uh, Granado can't win them all. But and he in, said, a, uh, in a time of pushing for a wild card spot, you should try to win them all or a good majority. Granado was interviewed after the game. Said the team wasn't emotionally everyone except Kyle Oposo, who I will say was awesome to watch. He looked like he went through a into the fountain of youth. He he was throwing his body around, laying big hits. He had two of the biggest hits. Grandpa Kyle. He was firing the team up. He was going at it after the whistle. He was he was playing like a real captain tonight. Or it was a one o'clock game. It was we were it was a horrible matinee to be at. Any any other movie was a better option than going to the Sabres. But Kylock Poso actually put the jersey on, it seemed like. Everyone else did not. Tage Thompson did not. Tage Thompson looked subpar today. Nobody looked good. Nobody you wanted to look good looked good. Are I've known a few times this year Tage Thompson has looked a little uh a little rough here and there. Uh but you know, he can't be perfect. I mean, he's kind of built this high standard for himself, but like he's still a growing athlete. He's got a lot to still learn in his game, but five games without a goal, I believe, is what he's at right now, which is it's not it's not something to worry about. Every goal scorer has cold streaks. Jeff Skinner is a perfect example. But um, it, it's right now it's like crunch time where you got to start <clears throat> win more of these games. And you look at the standings right now, and you're, it's the only person keeping the Sabres out of the Sabres, it seems like. the Obviously, they had their eight-game losing streak, but it's just – they're not playing to their caliber. They look a, a little sloppy. So we don't have a caliber. What is our caliber? This is the first year of us having the standard of having a caliber. Our, what are we're playing as expected? Today was a horrible game to watch. But this is the team. A lot of reporters and people who do the the dirty work behind the scenes expected the Sabers to be at. Like this is our caliber. Like like it or not. That is true, but they've also set the bar a little higher this year for themselves. I, they've, they've achieved it. They're playing better than they were last year. Pull yeah. up our record last year at this time compared to now. We're, we're still above 500. Yeah. Um, not performing how we should. That's However, I don't think we, we can put all the blame on Thompson, but in a, a big this was a big divisional game. It it sucks that it was at one. And when, when it's a one o'clock game, it kind of just feels lesser of importance. But this was a big game, uh standings wise. Florida's a team who came out cold this year and they have all the potential to go to the playoffs this year. They they're not out of the playoff race. And they just yeah. passed us in the standings today. That's what happened. 
luckily they have three games in hand. They are two points ahead, but now you're chasing again, which is not fun. But um, like you said, we going into the year, if you said we are where we are right now, I think it'd be nice to know. But right now, when you've had, you've witnessed the year as it's gone, it's you're you're hoping for more. You you know the potential of the team. That's just not they're not playing their full what they can so I I think we're spoiled by the bills now and we just got the taste of the Sabres being good and everyone's hungry for that next thing the playoffs they want to go to the playoffs right away they they, there's no foreplay there's got to be some foreplay here it's about 12 years though it's 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 getting uh and as they should be it's been 12 years it's about to be 12 years so but how many GMs? Yeah. Like Kevin Adams has been here for since Taylor Hall. So he hasn't been here too long. But it's – there's – we're going to say this every week. We're going to say this every episode. Everyone else is saying it. There's clear moves to be made. There are clear holes on your team. There's so many things that are clear that like – and we understand Kevin Adams has his plan. He has his – you know, he doesn't want to screw anyone over. But guys like Yoki Haru, you know what you got. He's not good. Well, I saw somewhere on Twitter he, had, he was on the ice for four of the goals, all four of the goals. So was Tuck. Mm, that one's not good. At least he scored. But Yoki Haru, you know what you got. It's it's maybe it's it's definitely due for a change there. Uh, people say Chikrin, some say otherwise. Who who cares? Because even if we did get Chikrin, I know myself, I don't believe that's the the move to make, but it's a clear upgrade to a problem we have on the defense, at least. And then another problem is Labushkin is not really what we thought he would be going into the season. I mean, we kind of had him in this like shut down Russian bear, but all he's been is just a penalty taking slow doesn't he, he had like a three-game point streak but he it's just uh it's frustrating watching him on the ice and then I don't know he how Bryson was today but I can only imagine he doesn't just take bad penalties because I feel like a lot of guys take penalties and you don't really notice like oh they're taking a lot of penalties but when the other team's scoring on the power play they're getting from your penalty people are going to notice and it seems like it's a once-a-game thing where Ilya Labushkin will just take a penalty and then the mm-hmm. team will, will score on their power play. And you can't have that. I mean, it's a liability at, at some point. Mm-hmm. And it seems like we're excusing these liabilities because it's a development year and we're just going to play the roster we got until Kevin has seen enough. And as fans and... Obviously, we're fans of this team. I, I I feel we're just a little helpless to this whole uh, scenario. We're, we can't do anything. We just have to watch whatever team Kevin puts out. And he knows there's holes, but... Uh, In his defense, it takes, it takes two to tango. So it's not like you can just ship off these guys who are clearly not great and expect great returns. So, yeah, but... The piece, it's more of just like make an upgrade with like maybe like a tanking team who's got a guy who sticks out. You got futures, you got prospects. It's like it's just just getting frustrating. And there's guys on this team who have shown that they're ready to take it to the next level. You see Thompson hit on, even though he's slowing down, he's still on pace for historic season for the Sabres player of all time and Rasmus Dahlin as well. And so. And Tuck even has 21 goals now. Like, that's – who would have thought, like, three years ago, Tuck would have 20 goals halfway through the season, even though he wasn't a Sabre. It's just, like, these guys are hitting new ceilings, and it's it's not promised that this happens again. Like, Tate Thompson can max out at 40 goals the rest of his career. Who knows? Like, so, like, certain things not being done with these scenarios, I think, is not the best decision to make, but – I'm not the one with the job, so. Yeah, we're kind of just along for the ride, and we're just yelling from the back seat to switch out some of these names. Um, Olafson had a good game today. 
I was happy with him because I know we throw around Olison's name uh, uh, name around a lot when we're having these conversations, and the same with Middlestat, and we already mentioned Yoki Haru and Labushkin, but these are just the guys that we, we don't want, and there's lots of ways to get rid of guys that we don't want. You don't have to trade them and upgrade at the position right away, but you'd like to see some of the guys replaced in one yeah. way or another. If it's free agency this summer – then we're waiting till free agency. I, I mean, I feel, I hope this is the last year where we're just sitting and and watching the same guys play. When is it that we're? You obviously don't know, but like, how long until we're comfortably in like a playoff spot, not in a wild card spot, in like a top three in the division? Like, looking at it now, you got <clears throat> Toronto, who they're going to be a force for years to come if all stays fine. Wait, we were talking about our division and the first team you said is Toronto. Well, I'm not, and now I'm looking at the standings. So like Bruins, I I was going to say the Bruins last because I think they're 93 bowls. Yeah. They're on pace to shatter some NHL records, which we'll get into, but. And they're not, they remember before the season, before Bergeron signed, maybe this is the end of Boston's hold on the, one, two, or three spot, but they've just solidified the one spot. Nobody's touching them this year. If the Sabres make a fringe wild card spot, we're playing Boston. We all remember how that game went. We tied it up with an empty netter and won in three-on-three overtime. That doesn't happen in the playoffs. There's no three-on-three overtime. It's just another period with this hard-hitting Boston team. So, yeah, move, move on. Who Our division is... So obviously you got Boston, who in a couple of years it's like they they've got to stop eventually. But like who knows? They they could easily do something and replace those leaving. But you, know, you got Toronto, and then you got Tampa, and Tampa's they're going to be a force for a couple more years, I believe. <clears throat> but sooner or later, age is going to catch up. The contracts are going to catch up. But I'm not I'm not doubting them until it comes to show uh, Florida, obviously with Matthew Kachuk. Now I, I didn't see the game, but I saw a tweet about him and cousins were going at it. They're going to be good for years to come with that guy. <clears throat> you got Detroit on the come up, even though they're behind us right now. Um, and then you got Ottawa who was going to be on the come up and you got Montreal who's going to be on the come up. It's like, do we have like eight, like next year, all I can see all eight of these teams may be in the playoff spot. So the only problem with that is that they all the, can't. The move has to be made eventually. Something has to be done to <clears throat> be an outlier to these guys in the division. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what Kevin's plan is. I don't know who they're looking at. I don't know who they're eyeing. But something has to be done to take the next step. And a lot of it is development. You got like Quinn and Paterka who are on the rookie year, but imagine them in year three or four. So I mean, we keep saying take the next step. We've already taken two steps this year, so let's like not forget to acknowledge that we the team has taken it's taking steps. It's taking more steps than these the three teams we just mentioned: Detroit, Montreal, and um, Ottawa. The three young teams are all on the come up. We're the better team. We've proven that this year, I believe, by taking the steps to be comfortably above five hundred for a few games up until about now. We're we're a game. We're a game above 500. <clears throat> yeah. When we play again tonight, when this comes out, we pl- we play Chicago, which should at Chicago, back to back. So who knows how that game goes? I don't we know. We could talk about the same and just bum ourselves out. I, I don't know. I don't think we should uh, skip over the uh, our last game against Nashville. That was a. Uh, I think that was a. Pretty good game. Good, you win. You you finally s- scored. Well, they have four or five on five. UC Soros. So we're good against UC Soros. Did you see the tweet? He's like our anti Brian Elliott. We're good against him. Where is Kryptonite? Okay, uh, that's good to know. I didn't know that, but um, yeah, I feel like we've had Nashville's number for a little bit, but you know, good win. Uh, I don't. It's been a couple days now. Like I don't. I've, did Skinner have that first goal? That yeah, top, great, great, great goal. Thompson, that was a great goal. Um, 
And then they allowed Nashville to come back after going up 3-1, but then luckily they were able to take the win there. And then uh, before that, uh, while me and Zach were getting uh, crazy at Dave and Buster's. (laughs) I don't even remember what happened. If you remember, you can tell it. I was pretty out of it. Yeah. Um, We – It's unfortunate. Uh, how you, know, you froze. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We faced uh, Winnipeg. Hellybuck goalied <laughs> us. He is a very, very good goalie. Um, one goal on him. So, you know, it's tough. Luckily, we didn't watch that game. But I heard we played well. So, you know, who knows? I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Um, yeah, we could talk. We promised last week we would both make a uh, Connor McDavid trades mm-hmm. because Connor McDavid is still, he's still playing good. He is not, everyone's waiting for him to drop off a bit and he's showing no signs of decline, but let's say for, for uh, the purpose of this next bit, that Connor McDavid has just requested a trade. He's waving his no move, move clause. Who's he going to? The NHL is buzzing right now. Twitter is on fire. Connor McDavid wants a trade. Is this the end of <laughs> Is this the end of Connor McDavid as an Oiler? A lot of people are asking that. And to be honest, it is. He's getting traded. I don't know how to segue this in to us showing our trades. But did you make a trade? I did. And I you have the team I wanted to go with because I think I, I really believe that could be like I, I it, make, it makes too much sense. I don't know if they got really the pieces. Did you make like a trade like the pieces in it and all that? Yeah. Or did you I just, okay. Yeah. All right. You can go ahead and go first on your so Elliot Friedman tweets out the tweet that Connor okay. McDavid has been traded to. He's been traded to the Seattle Kraken. Jason Botterill was doing some uh, puppet <laughs> master in, in Seattle. And um, I'll be honest, when we when we got on the podcast and uh, in the stream and we were talking a bit, um, I, I, I forgot Seattle was in the same division as Edmonton. So it would yeah. be a crazy trade. But it, it happened. It literally just happened. I just got the <laughs> notification too. Edmonton is receiving in a massive package – Matty Beneers, Mr. Hockey Shane Wright, a 2023 first, a 2025 first, and two 2023 seconds. I forgot another player. They're also receiving Andre Burakovsky. Seattle received Edmonton's very own Connor McDavid. And a fourth round pick. <laughs> um, I can't see Seattle giving up both. Why? It's Connor McDavid. It's yeah, Connor McDavid. Like day, but like, there's gonna be negotiations. I, I was like, they wouldn't give up both. But then I'm like, yeah, it's Connor McDavid, and Seattle's a playoff team, and Shane Wright's not even playing, so you're just losing Matty Beneers off the lineup right now. I think I they can Matty Beneers. That's that's my take. I think Shane Wright goes the other way. I agree. I, I don't know about Burakovsky. Depends what agree, dude. It happened. Okay. It yeah. Really it, it, okay. I'll I'll go oh with my. God. Oh my god! The tr- another Connor McDavid trade just broke. <laughs> um, I I tried to. I was like, I I wanted to stay out of the West, and then of course I went to the greatest division, the Atlantic. For so the Sabers can see him four times a year when he is a Montreal Canadian. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. My trade is Nick Suzuki. Playing Philippe bad. Star, Jan Mysak, Joshua Roy, two firsts and two seconds. I, I don't think they give up Slaff because I think they – I don't think they'll want to. But I, want I, think they can, they, I think they can work around that. And I think they'll want the duo of McDavid and Slaff and Cole Caulfield, the trio, I guess you could say. So they're going to do whatever they can to keep those three. They can keep that. That three together, that's 
that's an unreal first line. That is a terrifying first line. So, yeah. And then Suzuki obviously would go the other way um, back to the West. Um, Philippe Massar and Ian Mizak, Josh uh, and Joshua Waugh are all just pretty good prospects. Joshua Waugh had a great tournament for the World Juniors for Canada. So, And then you obviously get two firsts and – two seconds. I, th- I think that would do it because I think Edmonton would go the rebuilding route and I don't think they're going to take pieces now. If they were moving McDavid, they would have to rebuild. You'd think. Yeah. Unless they could not. I, I don't know, but that would be fun to see McDavid in Montreal. I, I We can just talk shop now about who else we were thinking because I was thinking of uh, an Atlantic team as well, the Detroit Red Wings. I thought that could be fun, but I don't know what they would give up to make it work. I mean, they got some young pieces, but they don't have, like, a stud center, and I think that's what you need to get that deal done. I had Raymond in it, and then they really lack um, center depth prospect-wise, and I don't think you can just pay off Edmonton in picks. Um, Buffalo's honestly a fun team to do that trade with, too, because of just the absurd amount of prospects and picks we we have. Throwing the... Just give them uh, the last year's first round. Savoy, Kulik, and uh, Osland. I, I really love Kulik, though. I think he's going to be the best player out of the draft. But I think so, too. I, even though uh, Manny Savoy is tearing up the OHL right now. W. W-O-A-N-Q-A-N-S. <laughs> it's hockey. I just will go out in the front, the animal or whatever. Yeah, he he's having a good season. Mm-hmm. He's picked so, it back up after the junior shutdown, or he didn't get picked by uh, Canada for the junior. So, yeah, I don't know that that draft class will be, I think, fun to watch. We haven't had a a really exciting like first like like when was the last time we've had multiple first round picks and they're all somewhat exciting. Yeah. Uh, I like to look at Boston when they had three first-round picks, and it terrifies me what they did. They missed out on some big names like Matthew Barzell and Wait, who Cullen. missed out on it? Boston. Oh yeah, they're probably it's kicking the themselves. And two, I don't remember who the others were, but they're probably know. so pissed because they're they're um, for those who don't watch hockey, they're struggling right now. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in the Bedard race. You want to talk about the Bruins real quick? What they're what they're doing right now? Yeah, they're thirty five and four, not like thirty wins, five losses, four overtime losses. They have not cracked ten losses with overtime combined. Do you say thirty wins or thirty four? Thirty wins. They have thirty four. What? According to NHL.com right now, <laughs> that sounds pretty official. 34, 5, and 4. That's what they're at right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's legit. Sorry to steal your thunder there. But um, like we were no, saying earlier, uh, they still they, have won a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people kind of looked at them as like an aging, like, okay, this is Bergeron's last year. I mean, regardless, it is. But um, they weren't expecting him to do what he's doing. Marchand's getting older. They're uh, they're deep in cap, but uh, they're about to do something crazy in the NHL. They either need they're to win the cup this year or a first-round elimination to the Sabres. There's no in-between to what's going to happen to the Boston Bruins. You know what? That's funny with the whole number thing because that happened to me at the game today. I was in line at concessions, and I got two Cokes, a popcorn, and a hot dog. And I swear to God, this guy behind the counter said, your total is 42.29. And I paid. And then I, I put my card in. I was like, that seems like a lot of money for what I just bought. So I, I had to like stand on my tippy toes and look over at this guy's computer. He said 22. Oh, okay. Which is still bad, but. Honestly, 42 didn't, didn't even think. I, I was just like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm at the arena, I, they tell me a number, and I give them my plastic money card. 
Yeah, just spent uh eighty five dollars today on uh home essentials. So Sam's Club though, so you go in there, you go in there paying bulk, but uh you know, toilet paper, paper towels, some things for the house or here and there. Or no, it was like a hundred bucks. So yeah, that there's that. Make up your mind. It's tough. Being a college student is tough right now. So brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> No, we no. soon, maybe. But I'd be in a much nicer house if I had a Manscaped deal right now. <laughs> I think I don't know. I don't know what they even pay. <sighs> no, but numbers in me today have been off. But the Bruins are at a a breakneck pace right now. Like the, in the NHL, that's really, really. I'll stop saying really, but it's hard. Like it's a it's a contact sport. To only have five regulation losses, a little bit under 50 games, yikes. (laughs) I looked up uh, the record for uh, the most, like, wins and points in the season. Um, First place is the 95-96 Red Wings. They went 62-13-7. And, And, like, everyone on that team is in the Hall of Fame. And, like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um. Well, it was seven ties. There was no overtime losses. But they finished with 131 points. And most recently, 2018-19, Tampa Bay Lightning in second place went 62-16-4. So. They're <laughs> going to beat both. They, they, they're going to be the best. Uh, what's Boston at right now? Four, how many points? 35 uh, wins is 70 points. Or 3734, 68 points. They're at with overtime losses, they're at 72 points. Yeah. But they have an 837 win percentage, and that looks on pace because the Tampa Bay was set 0.781 percentage. So seems to be on pace. Seems to me. Yeah, good for them. Um I wish we were the Winnie the Pooh heads pod. Who has pod? Maybe we could. That that's the title. Who has pod? <laughs> it's not. It could be. I, I guess could. I really just have to see. Um. Yeah, all this talking about playoffs and football and um, squish and fish really really reminds <laughs> me of an, another sport. Did you did you watch sports on Sunday at all? No. There was I've- a. I forget what channel it was on. <laughs> <laughs> the Bills played. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. Um, the Bills. Oh, that won. Was, uh, yeah, <laughs> they won. I mean, a win's a win. You're in the playoffs. A win's a win. Zach and I really stressed last week um, not to not to throw out and not to doubt the Miami Dolphins, who with Skylar Thompson leading. He's a little bit frozen right now, but um, yeah, my, you're, my thing is freezing. Sorry, guys, just Venmo us, okay? We <laughs> need, <laughs> we need better Wi-Fi. Just, <laughs> this is a like, I don't want to be doing this, but I we have to. No, but I think what you were getting at is we were trying to tell our football team to not take the other football team lightly, but it didn't seem any of Buffalo Twitter got the memo. Bill's by a billion. Oh, Bill's this. Bill's that. You know what? <laughs> I get a headache from Bill's fans. I really do. I, I really, I truly do. I know I'm, I know I'm going into murky waters here, and I'm probably not going to have a lot of backup on this. But they're <laughs> annoying. And they count teams out. It is a playoff game. And the other team is full of elite athletes and we just write them off because we're supposed to be better and i think we needed that i think we needed that game at least we're not the la chargers that i'm assuming you've seen you saw that that that's worse than the super bowl falcons in new england score wise like that's bad nothing it's just (laughs) inexcusable oh god i don't know i don't know yeah that that was uh that was a good one, but 
I can't tell if I'm feel more bad for uh, Justin Herbert as close to as good as I feel for Trevor Lawrence, but um, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Crazy stuff. Someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose, though. That's just bottom line. Yeah. And, um, we'll talk about our team. The Bills won, but we we didn't win the whole game. At one point, we were losing, and I think. It was a good wake-up call to a lot of people watching. Like, is this going to be the end of the season? The Am Bills were 14 point favorites. 14. There was a <laughs> there was a, <laughs> a tweet, and it was like, this is somebody's FanDuel account right now. Bills minus 13. Bills minus 9. Live bet. Bills minus 6. Live bet. Bills minus 5. Live bet. And I didn't get what it meant, but it was funny. People seemed to like it. First <laughs> I'm sorry. What? That's all the worst thing ever. Some person put you were frozen in like a really creepy smile. That was <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were frozen, but I'm I'm glad you were because that was that was <laughs> Some person put like it's eleven or thirteen million dollars live bet on the Chargers when they were up twenty seven million. It wasn't thirteen million. It was Some only put, one and a half. Was it? Yeah, okay. to win like eleven grand. Yeah, okay, that that wow. sounds more reasonable. But like, still, like, that's we, just a script balancing the balancing their books. We know that, right? Like, yeah, like we they saw they saw the bet come in. They're like, the Jags need to win this game right now. So they did everything in their power to do. Yeah, um, Trevor Lawrence even admitted to it. I'm sure you saw the clip. You couldn't have write it, written a better script than this. He's really shouting out the writers of the NFL, which is yeah. good to see. Bills. Bills. Yeah, now we're uh, – not. luckily we're home next week uh, hosting uh, <clears throat> the Cincinnati Bengals, who also struggled against a third-string quarterback. Maybe – was he second-string? I don't know. But, you know, it's – this game's going to be a very good football game regardless of the outcome. I think the I Bills think are three-and-a-half-point favorites. So. Wouldn't have covered Miami. Oh. Three-and-a-half-point favorites is kind of crazy to me after the score of the Miami game. But <sighs> they're a very good football team. But they don't have the best O-line, so that's something the Bills need to take advantage of with a very good D-line. So. Don't let Joe Burrow even think. Don't let him even, like, get an idea of what's going on. Just beat him up. That's all you can really do. Beat him up. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a fun fun game of football no matter what. I think I'm I'm going to the game. Good for you. I can't confirm that, but I, I think. If I you are, good for you. If not, that sucks. If not, I'll get to just <laughs> watch the game at home and enjoy it. But – We'll see. Maybe I'll get to be cold outside instead. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know how many people would agree with this. I prefer watching it at home. I I agree with you. I don't I've never been to a playoff game, so I can't like compare my any of my experience experiences to like the atmosphere there, but it's just never I, I usually would just rather be home. I mean, if you're going to a game and you're you're thinking to yourself, I can't wait to analyze routes. You're not going to get to. You're going to be at a weird angle, surrounded by a lot of people. You don't. You don't go to the game to like appreciate the game. You go to the game for the whole experience of everything before, of everything after, of the atmosphere. But but I agree. I'd rather be home and maybe have some buds over, crack crack a few, and just <laughs> watch, watch the big game on the on the flat screen. Yeah. One thing uh, my girlfriend enjoys of watching at home versus there is the the yellow line, as she, as she calls it. Um, says, why isn't it there when we were at the game? Understand sports. <laughs> she she at was all. very confused. Like, where is the yellow line? Like, why is it not there? It's always there on TV. I was like, oh, you know what? I went to my. I think I went to my first Bills game with you, and silently I thought that. Like real quick, I was like. Just like take it back a little bit, but it, it made sense. I didn't ask anybody because I'm not that stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
What else about chicks that they don't get? <laughs> the Wi-Fi is very bad right now on both ends. So. Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't think so. Just me? No, it could be me too. I know. <laughs> Um, um, back to Sanders. We Let's, did the uh, thing. We can move on. Back to Sabers, or should I give everyone at home a history of Buffalo Bill? Hello. Hey, what's up? Keep freezing out, man. I don't... Um, I, I wanted to talk to viewers. Oh, hold on, hold on there. I was just telling our viewers we could go back to the Sabers. Yeah, so I we agree. Could, we could learn the history of Buffalo Bill. Oh, you did. You did the homework assignment for. I did um, a little bit of homework. So what? Before you explain, how racist, or is it not? Very. <laughs> very not, or very. Very, kinda. It's hard to go back in history and name your team off. Not that bad. (laughs) But looking back on it, I could live without it. (laughs) So um, as we know him, Buffalo Bill, as his mother and father knew him, William Frederick Cody was born in 1846. He was son to Isaac Cody, abolitionist leader, um, who was stabbed giving a speech at an abolitionist um event well, so he was can't them all. well william frederick cody was a kid and at age 11 william frederick cody buffalo bill from now on i'll be calling him bill because it's easier he became responsible for his family so he bounced around a few jobs he was a messenger where you had to go through dangerous areas to relay messages sometimes verbal <laughs> <clears throat> he then became a scout because for all our history buffs 1840, and then born in 1846, 11 years old, we're nearing the Civil War. (laughs) Don't worry. He served as a scout for the Union Army. He was armed with a 50 caliber Springfield. He named it. What did he name it? Lucretia Borgia was the name of his 50 caliber rifle. And he became pretty famous with this rifle for what? For what, you ask? Buffalo Bill. Why did he get the name? He killed a lot of buffalo. Better than any, people said. He killed 4,000 buffalo in an eight-month span to feed his army. A villain emerges. His name is William Comstock. You got another bill? He says he's the real buffalo bill. So what do William Comstock and William Frederick Cody do? As any two sane gentlemen would, they have a competition. Who can kill the most buffalo in eight hours? Who's the real Buffalo Bill? William Frederick Cody slayed 68 buffalo. In eight hours? hours. That's one buffalo every seven minutes. Comstock only killed 48. Still impressive, but he lost, and he's no longer the real Buffalo Bill. The real Buffalo Bill is William Frederick Cody. (laughs) Buffalo Bill (laughs) was scouting one day, and he noticed an Indian... Oh, fuck. Uh, (laughs) A Native American... Dude, everything I read, they, it says Indian, and I just correct. I wrote it down as Native American. I, I swear to God, I promise. He notices a Native American, readying his bow, aiming it at his at his platoon. William Cody shoots him in the head, and he kills him, saving his whole platoon. He was given the Medal of Honor. Then he fought in the Indian Wars. Um, and for a lot of people who aren't familiar with the Indian Wars, they were bad. They were they were not so good. <laughs> um, did a lot of bad things to um, 
people who probably didn't deserve it. Um, <laughs> it's not a laughing matter. This is not funny. <laughs> um, so Bill lived his life. He he was a war hero. Hero. We use that term loosely. But he did a lot. And then a uh, a writer named um, Ned Buntman wrote a story about Buffalo Bill, and he made up a lot of stuff. He made him this charismatic, old-school cowboy who everyone thinks about, this wild West man. And a lot of the stories were fantasy, but Ned Buntman hires Buffalo Bill to act. And it turns out Buffalo Bill can really, really, really rope an audience. So Buffalo Bill goes out on his own, and he does his own Buffalo Bill Wild West show where he charges a quarter to watch. And uh, what he reenacts is Cowboys versus Indians. That's how they said it, so that's how I'm going to say it. Uh, where he celebrates the, um, the scalping of Indians, which for the, those at home who don't know what scalping is, where's your scalp? Um, <laughs> and um, he, he, he died at 70 years old after being a Wild West icon and kind of is synonymous with that um, superhero, macho man, wild west man cliche. That's that's the story of Buffalo Bill, loosely and pretty accurate, I would say. I, I did a little bit of research on this. But, um, yeah, that's why our football team is named Buffalo Bills, because there was a guy named Bill who killed a lot of buffaloes. Go Bill! <laughs> only seven minutes though. That's a lot. That's that's hey, a buffalo. He, bill. <laughs> yeah. He, killed a lot of buffalo. he did not live in Buffalo. No, I said he killed a lot of buffaloes. Right, but he also never lived in Buffalo. Oh. Okay. So broad, maybe. Um, hockey. We'll talk it. Next three games coming up, we got Chicago, Islanders, and the Ducks. Um, Islanders game, obviously, being Ryan Miller night. Uh, so, if, you're, if you've been watching the Sabres for the past year and a half, you know the Sabres tend to win big games ceremony-wise or for something-wise. So... You can put in the books the Sabres are going to take this Islanders game. And it's just a matter of fact, can they beat the bottom-feeding Chicago Blackhawks and the Anaheim Ducks? And I think they will. Um, if you look back in a little recent history, the Sabres have struggled against some poorer teams in the standings. So I hope we don't write off Chicago right away. And um, that should be a win. And about that uh, big game thing. We always perform in the Sarah. We we used to always perform in the Goathead jersey. So everything comes to an end. All, all good things must end. Yeah. But I, I hope maybe we not. Maybe not on Thursday. Maybe, <laughs> probably not on Thursday. I hope not on Thursday because Islanders are another one of those teams you need your two points again. We talked about Florida needing two points today, which we didn't do. But um. I believe uh, Islanders are beating – they were beating Washington 3-2. to two. Let me uh, update this. Where are we at right now? 3-3. Three, three. Well, that game should not go to overtime for our sake. But if it does, that's unfortunate. Ball. We're better off Washington winning that standings-wise in regulation. So we'll see. Um, check some other games that went on today. Um Ruins beat the crap out of the Flyers 6-0. So maybe they're not that good. Um, regulation 6-3, that's good for us. The Devils beat the Sharks in a shootout. Stars shut out the Golden Knights 4-0. Come on, Jack. Um... The Penguins win in overtime against the Ducks, which is not great. And the Rangers win 3-1 to one <clears throat> over the Blue Jackets, also not great. Um, yeah, so. Sabres. And it's, and it's kind of fun. I kind of get 
excited watching every game when every game's important, but uh, one and four in the last five, we need to start kicking it into, kicking it into gear in these coming months of the season. Yeah. Consistent that so much, but it's, uh, it's not really what's happening right now. But uh, as long as they can turn it around and stay consistent, then you never know what could happen. But a lot to ask for a team to be consistent, like not on the scoreboard, I'm saying, but like emotionally, you don't want your coach to say you were emotionally out of the game. Like you don't want to hear that as a fan or as a player. You don't want to hear your coach saying that, but yeah. There's something we haven't uh, discussed that's been problematic with this team in the past week. Um, So as everyone knows, Eric Cromery is healthy. uh, He comes back, but um, Sabres don't really have room for Eric Cromery. It's been a couple days now, this problem. So Eric Cromery obviously is back in the lineup. He's either – he's played one game. But um, guys like Peyton Krebs and Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterka and Uka Pekalukanen as well are being um, loaned to Rochester. It's a paper transaction, so they're not actually going to Rochester. But um, I can see how that could be frustrating for the players. And I don't understand Kevin's – I get he wants to keep the group together, but <clears throat> for everyone, man. Wave Vinny Hinestroza, man. Just do it. Save yourself the stress. Save all this stuff going on. Um, I think when Jack Quinn and those kids get sent down to Rochester, it, uh, it greatly affects their paycheck. And don't get me wrong, they're definitely being paid fine. But I can understand how it could be frustrating when your paycheck cuts into like a fifth of what it was the week prior. So I don't – who knows? I, don't, I really don't know how it works. I'm not a former player, so can't really relate to that. But You're a future player. Yeah, uh, but – Future player. Yeah. Um, just wave Finney, man. Uh, technical difficulties today. Yeah, no it's doubt. really it's, – it's a good test. See, see what we're made of. It's episode 22. We're still a fairly newborn podcast. In terms of episodes, um, so these problems are going to happen, and I think it's just the way we face them. Missed your last ten seconds, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm just talking to <clears throat> facing a little adversity. I don't know if you mentioned that, but that's what we're doing right now. Facing a little adversity, rising to the challenge, not bowing away from the challenge. Anyone could just end the pot. We could end the podcast now because of technical difficulties, but we're not going to. We're going to end it in like. 10 minutes? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> but we're not um, going to... The All-Star game is soon. I don't know how soon. I think when the this video comes out, or pod, um, it's the final day of voting for... Uh... Yeah, today is... Well, when we're recording right now, when you hear this today... That's could you hear day. me? Yeah. It's the last yeah, I don't know if we're gonna make another ten minutes, Zach. This is yeah, dude. This is really falling apart. Um, if the Sabers cannot show up today, neither can we. We're <laughs> just not in the podcast today. That's that's our post game presser. Anything? Um, other comments you got? Happy Martin Luther King Day. Um, my favorite Martin Luther King quote is: "Forgiveness is not an occasional act." It's a permanent attitude. So let's use that a little bit. Forgive. <laughs> Forgive people. It's easier. It's easier than hating people. Um, <laughs> shout out. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out. I'm okay. <laughs> Zach and I will be uh, – We'll be recording Monday nights from now on, and episodes will be out Tuesday mornings. So, so everyone knows, um, yeah. yeah. That's how it's going to be. Um, thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, drop a comment about it. <laughs> Hope you learned something. <laughs> drop a comment what's wrong with you. And 
Kevin, if you're still here, we know you are. But if um, make a sorry. damn trade, Kevin. Make make do, it. Yeah, this is old. This I love how right after our my speech on we're not going to let this adversity end the podcast, it ends the podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> another thing you're going to learn about us as we're heading into the our second decade of episodes. That does I don't think that we're, we're liars. We lie. We're gonna make <laughs> we're gonna make liars. Yeah. Anything else? Or did I? End it good. <laughs> yeah, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Leave oh, yeah. a comment. Call Zach Handsome. Um, Spotify listeners, you can also watch on Spotify. Uh, if you didn't know, now you know. Um, Apple Music doesn't really work. Uh, been on the. I've talked to support a little bit here and there. Uh, they're saying they'll fix it. It's not fixed. Yeah. There, we're on the record. You should be on Spotify anyway. Uh, I think it's on everything else though. So if you use anything else to listen, should be there. Um, yeah, that should wrap it up. Let me check if we got questions. I don't think. Oh yeah, have questions. Q and A. Why? Huh? Why? Why? Your question was why. Yeah. Um, I was in a pretty dark place then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just sat through hours of my favorite hockey team not playing good hockey. So it's it really all I can muster up. And I wanted to be interactive with you guys. I'm a big fan. All right, no questions. <laughs> Zach. Um, yeah, that wraps it up for today. <laughs> I hope you guys. Was that really the only question? Yeah. Why? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yep. What, why? Sure. I'll ask you that. Why? Why? Yeah. We'll, we'll we have a week to think about it. Why? <laughs> Come back next week to find out why. And I'll look at, up the history of a saber. <laughs> All right, that's it. Smell Goodbye. you later.